Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. We have an amazing show today. You know, when you talk about advertising, man, we have one of the preeminent advertising men in the country, Mr. Brownie Holcomb. And he is the founder of Volume Advertising. And if you want a volume of business, you need to listen to this show. Browning has over 27 years of expert media experience. He oversaw the Time Warner Cable Media in LA. His, his accomplishments go on and on and on, but we're going to talk about volume advertising today because it's such a great business he's been able to put together. Browning, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Andy. It's great to be here and appreciate uh, your time today. It's super awesome to have you on. Volume advertising is, is known as a as an events-driven agency. You're one of the leaders in America. We're so happy to have you on the show. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet as we like to do at the beginning of the show, Browning, and tell us about volume advertising. Thank you. Uh, volume is, has, come, has come a long way in the last five years. When we started our agency, uh, it, was, uh, it was an interesting time. It was a very different time in terms of the marketing landscape. And, the, and when you think about how marketing and reaching customers has changed, it, it changes so rapidly in our, in our space that an agency needs to continually reinvent itself almost you know, monthly in some cases. So even though our founding principles are always going to be about finding a better way to deliver ROI for our customers, the methods and the tools and the platforms and the strategies that we use continually have to be evolving because of how consumers today are taking in media and looking at, and looking at customers in, through a different lens. So that's what volume has always tried to stay on the cutting edge with. I love it. I love it so much. And, you know, when we, <laughs> when we talk about what you're able to do for your clients, it's remarkable. You drive in a lot of customers to, to, various uh, companies that work with you. Let's talk about some of the spaces that you work in, Browning, and, and how you're able to help those companies increase their business. Yeah, so thank you. Uh, we actually started the company as Volume Automotive Advertising, and our success forced us to do a DBA as Volume Advertising because we were picking up business with customers in all different types of categories. And one of the most exciting ones was we actually launched uh, Saboba Casino, which was a relaunch, and they had put $250 million into their casino, and they were looking for a company to launch them in, in uh, Los Angeles. 
So having said that, uh, we still, the guts of the agency has always been sort of ingrained in the auto industry, in the retail side. And so the evolution of us coming to customers and wanting to start with, you know, looking at their brand strategy and looking at their brands and then looking at their marketing plans and finding ways to help them create better ROI, we've really evolved from a company that has done that. And we still do that today. But where we are in the space, which is so exciting and so unique, is that we have really changed into more of an event company. And I'll explain that from this standpoint. We, we utilize the messenger platform to develop and create meetings for dealerships. And that business has, has started off kind of as a, as, as a reseller. I was a reseller for a company by the name of Billy Merritt. And what we were doing was working for Billy and we were actually selling these Facebook events for him. My partner and I were doing this and we were finding that some of the events were real good and some of the events weren't so good. And we got together and decided, you know, maybe there's a better way to do this. So about a year ago, we took a leap together and we developed our own BDC, Messenger BDC. And we started running these events where we would put ads out on the Facebook platform. We would engage customers through the Facebook Messenger and set appointments for dealers. Now, it started off with the three of us, which was his daughter, myself, and him. We had probably 10 different events in the first month. We now have over 70 people in our Messenger BDC. We're the largest Messenger BDC in the country. We do over 250 events a month. And we started 12 months ago. So I can tell you, I'm really excited about what we're doing in this space right now. Uh, and, I'm, I'm, and I can tell you some of the unique differences that we bring, but having, having been around it now for a couple of years, working as a reseller and now developing it all on my own with my partner, I can see now uh, that, you know, why we are where we are. And, and I think the future is looking really bright for us. That's incredible growth, Browning, really amazing. And, and the, the reason why companies grow uh, for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show and, and what Browning's been able to do with his company is because the proof is in the pudding. You don't grow unless you're providing a superior service for your clients and the people that have hired Browning and his team to, 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 to promote and, and to do these event-driven um, opportunities. They're just knocking the cover off the ball. When I heard some of the numbers that some of these dealerships are doing over a two-week period for one of their events. It's really incredible, Browning. Maybe you could touch on that a little bit and, and share some of the success stories that you've been able to accomplish for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what I will start off with is talking about, there's really seven things that separate our company in this space. There, there, are, there are many companies out there that are doing Facebook events for dealers. But there are seven real fundamental differences that we look at that have separated us and have really built the company to where it is and where it hopefully will be going. And the first one is transparency. We've always been extremely transparent where we run our programs right on the dealership's Facebook page. We want the dealer to see how response time 
the, the conversations we're having, and we're excited about that. Most other companies want to create a separate page, an event page. And so that, that's something that separates us. The other thing is our BDC. And our BDC, where most dealerships have kind of gotten out of the BDC business, we've actually been able to increase it. Like I said, starting with three of us, <laughs> we're now over 70. We were the largest BDC messenger. And the fundamentals about that remain the same since day one. And those are that we have always tried to keep a ratio of one to three to our events per messenger. And what that does is it increases and, and, and increases or limits the response time. We try to respond within two minutes to uh, an engaged customer. We also know that that customer has a 55% chance of creating an appointment for our dealer if we can engage them and close them within 30 minutes. So our entire BDC has been structured as similar to a dealership. It has a GM, a G GSMs, sales managers, and messengers. And it's been structured to be successful in 30 minutes because we know after 30 minutes, the chances of uh, go down to 5% for getting a meeting. So what our BDC does is we have over 275 process responses. Our messengers, there's no spelling errors. We do it, on, we do it in, in multiple languages as well for a dealer in case there's you know, a, a, a Spanish or something else that they need. And we basically have a script and we, and we let those messengers handle those meetings and kick those meetings. Uh, we generally create somewhere between 70 and 100 plus appointments per week. So that's almost 200 meetings per week over our, over our uh, program for a dealer. Uh, the next thing is, is our BDC planning. And, and we're planning by September to have over 100 messengers. So as the company continues to grow, we will never relinquish the strategy that we've had in terms of the, the, the ratios that we know are successful. Because again, everything is geared towards that 30 minutes once we engage a customer to closing them and converting them to a meeting. Um, the, other, the, the other pillar, the fourth pillar for us is marketing. And marketing is so important. We use a saturation type strategy because of all the things that have changed over the years um, as, it relates to, uh, as it relates to what's happened with uh, Facebook. And with that saturation strategy, it, it basically demands that someone is managing that upwards of three to four times a day and uh, keeps enhancing and keeps looking at it and keeps making sure that it's being optimized the right way. So we have the bandwidth to be able to optimize schedules three to four times per day to make sure that we're getting the best engagement out there for the dealer. The next thing is our creative services. We, um, we offer our dealers full creative services on the ads and, and all, also on the verbiage. So we provide that as well. Um, the next pillar for us is uh, consistency. Uh, we have found that um, when you're creating that many appointments for dealers, usually that 70 to 100 will allow you to get an ROI between eight to 12. 
So on an investment that we make, we ask the guys to make, the dealers to make, we want to make sure that the appointments are at a certain threshold so that they're going to sell X amount of cars to, 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 to achieve X amount of ROI. And the last thing I can say about uh, this program that we do is our credibility. And I think the most important thing I can say about that is that Nissan Corporate recently did an audit uh, and looked at most of the companies in this space. And after about a three and a half month process, they came back and awarded us their corporate, uh, their corporate um, certification. And we were the only one in the space that got that. That is unbelievable, Browning. That is very remarkable. The pillars of success for any entrepreneurs watching the show, you need to get your pillars of success straight like Browning's been able to do. Volume advertising is doing such a remarkable job so, for so many auto dealerships. An 8 to 12x ROI is absolutely amazing. 70 yeah. to 100 appointments a week or 140 to 200 appointments over the two-week program is remarkable. I love the idea of the transparency right from the start that you have with the auto dealers. It's, it's something that all auto dealers really want. And for those people that are listening to Browning, you know, BDC means Business Development Center. And that's what auto dealers do constantly is they have to keep on getting new business and, and getting new people in the door for test drives and to sell them the wonderful vehicles that they are selling. Browning, let, let's talk a little bit about the auto dealership space a little bit more before we talk about some of the other spaces that you can help with this remarkable um, program uh, to drive people in in the event-driven agency that you've created, as well as some of the other things you do at Volume Advertising. When we think about buying a car, from my perspective, I totally understand buying a car on the internet or buying the car on, a, on an app or a new car. But for me, I want to go to the dealership. I want to smell it. I want to taste it. I want to drive it. I want to touch the leather. I want to see all the gadgets. I want to play with it. I want to derive it. So, right. so I would think in your particular case, you know, dealerships, while they hear all this chatter about, you know, people buying straight online, from my perspective, the consumer still wants to go in and have that experience. Is that the way we feel about it? Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. I think most dealers understand that there is a market for online shopping and they have to have that as an opportunity for that particular customer. But when we talk to dealers about their business and how to focus on their business from a longevity standpoint, most dealers are focused on that 3%. The 3% at any time, at any given day, in any given week, in any given month, that, that there's an in-market shopper. So, so we know that 97% of your advertising in some ways is not reaching that in-market shopper. So, so there's, a very small, there's a very small window of people that are ready to buy this month. And so when, when we talk to a dealer about you know, how we want to attack the marketplace, we're, we're very honest with them about, and we try to have this very honest relationship where, you know, here's where you stand in the marketplace from a sales side. Here's where you stand from a consumer side. You know, so we try to figure out what it is that we need to do to help their, their position and increase their ROI. 
In some cases, it can be as simple as an event. We just need to focus more on that 3%. And in some other cases, it, it, it's about you know, feeding the funnel, looking at the shopper that's 120 days out or 180 days out. Um, and and what, what platforms and what messages do we want to be saying to those people who aren't quite ready to buy the car, but they're getting ready. They're coming off lease in, in three months. And you know, what's the message we're going to tell them about the experience at our dealership that's going to be better than anywhere else they could go? So when we look at consumers for, for dealerships, we look at it in all different stages of that purchase funnel. And how do we utilize the platforms at our, at our, you know, that we have in front of us to push the right levers and the right messages to those people that are in those parts of the funnel, reach them effectively so that when they get to that 3%, when they're in that in-market shopper, that they already know us, they feel good about us, they know they're going to get a great deal, and they're going to at least give us that opportunity. And so that's, that's kind of from an overarching standpoint, how we attack dealers and how, from a marketing side. Um, but I'm so excited to finally have a tool now at that 3% level that is the most effective tool in the marketplace. And I've, seen, I've been around for 30 plus years. Um, I, I'm aging myself when I say that, but I've been around this marketing game for a long time and I have never found a tool this effective. And if, and if anything is... If anything can tell you that, we have a 95%, 95% renewal rate. So find something out there where I can say at the end of two weeks, I got you this many appointments. I sold you this many cars. You made this kind of gross, okay? Find me another advertising ability out there, another platform that can deliver those results for that dealer and so transparent and so in their face. Um, and we're excited about that. And we, we, we're, I don't want to sound too cocky about it, but I, I do want to sound confident that, you know, we are doing it, I think, better than anyone in the space. And uh, all we do is look for that 30-minute call, that Zoom call, just to, you know, tell them our story. And we usually win. We close, we close a lot of them. <laughs> I bet you do, Browning. And, and a great entrepreneurs need to have that that ability to believe in their product. They need to have that ability to be passionate about what they're selling. They need to have that ability to really know that what they're doing for their customers and their clients really helps them in a great way and a meaningful way. And Browning's been able to do that at volume advertising. Browning, let's talk about the onboarding process. When a dealership calls you up or Zooms with you, what does that look like in terms of, of getting them on board in your uh, BDC program? It's a great, it's a great question. Um, a lot of dealers, when we talk to them about the program, they want the program to fit into their box. And for a dealer, their box is generally their CRM. So their client relationship management system that they have at, at a dealership is where leads funnel in from all different sources, whether it be third-party sources like Auto Trader or Cars Guru or their own um, their own website, and they funnel into the system, and then they get spun out and delivered to a salesperson or a sales manager to to close. And whether that be an appointment, whether that be uh, an email, whether that be a phone call. And so for our system, it's transparent because all those appointments are made on the dealer's Facebook page, as I said. 
there you see it. They can go right to their appointments and see all their, all their appointments right there. So one of the things that we do is we try to, uh, you know, have them look at that. But from an onboarding standpoint, we also, if, if necessary, we will put it into their BDC. Or we'll, I'm sorry, we will put it into their CRM. Uh, and I think, you know, we just sort of go through that process with them to make sure that, you know, they're comfortable with either seeing it on their Facebook page or wanting it in their CRM. And that, that's sort of the process once the dealer really is like, I love this, let's go, let's go get it. And I think that's, you know, the next step with them is we do pretty passionate kickoff calls with every dealership. And we kick off all of our, all of our programs are kicked off on Sunday and we do our kickoff calls on Monday. And the reason we do that is we want the salespeople and the sales managers to see appointments already set. So we use that Sunday. They're already set appointments for that week. So they see six, seven, 12, 14, 18 appointments already set. And they get excited that they're going to get 100 more this week. So when you can get the salespeople excited that this new, these new guys coming in are going to create a lot of appointments for me. And I'm going to have a lot of chances to make commission. And I'm going to have a lot of chances to make money this month. And that's kind of the energy we want. We want these guys to get excited about what we're going to be bringing them. And when you find a dealership that's excited, when you find a dealership that can execute, man, you've got the right synergy. Because once you can put all those things together, we generally always have a very successful program. That's incredible, Browning. Your retention rate is absolutely outstanding. You're doing such a great job. Let, let's, let's talk about, um, let's spin it around a little bit because people are going to be watching the show and they're going to be saying to themselves, wow, Browning at Volume does all this great work for the auto dealers. He helps their BDC. He gets all these uh, event-driven appointments for, for the agencies that have hired him or, or, or the uh, dealerships. And I wonder if Browning can help me in my vertical because that's what they're going to be saying when they hear your right. success. Right. It really is. Can you help people in other verticals or are you now just only specializing under the auto dealership uh, program that you currently have? No, I, we, this is just one area that we have and one tool that it has been a big focus of the agency lately, but we still, the sort of the heart and soul of the agency is still focused on our ability to bring full service whether it be creative, digital, traditional media, PR, we bring all those services to uh, a potential client, uh, whether that be a dealership, whether it be a casino, whether that be a retail location. Uh, we've been in the mortgage business. We've been in the, uh, we, uh, we've been in the real estate business. So we've got a, a, an incredible depth of clients. We've launched apps. We've launched regional, national clients. Uh, the, our creative director has worked with all the big brands in the United States, including McDonald's and Pepsi and everything you can imagine. So the way in which I would talk to people that are looking for help in other areas uh, is, is that volume does have the experience, the credibility, the clients and the history to be able to work with anyone in any situation. Uh, and so that, that, that's exciting for us. But, but this clearly, this, this stuff that we're doing with the events is just one piece of a, of a major puzzle uh, and a major exciting thing that we've been doing here in the last five years. 
I love it, Bronnie. It's so interesting because when people reach out to you at Volume Advertising, they're they're getting they're getting experience. They're getting people that have been through it. They're getting people that have performed. They're getting people that have really gone through the entire evolution of the media landscape. You get all that expertise behind uh, volume advertising. And a lot of times younger entrepreneurs and even more mature entrepreneurs, whether they're an Inc. 500 company or a Fortune 1000 company, they need that type of expertise to help them get to where they want to go because everybody needs to surround themselves with the type of talent that Browning's been able to put together at Volume Advertising. Browning, we've said it all, but before we go, you know, this is amazing and the eight to 12 acts that you're able to do for your dealerships and the number of appointments and the, and the streamlined Facebook program that you have that has full transparency, it's remarkable, really, really great stuff. And I was so excited to have you on the show, but before we go, we always like to ask our successful entrepreneurs to reach out, look into the camera, and talk to the younger entrepreneurs. Give them some words of advice because younger entrepreneurs sometimes, they have some challenges. They watch a show like this and they wonder, how did this guy get to where he's at at the pinnacle of his, of his space? And sometimes they hit roadblocks and they maybe think to themselves, you know, I can't get through the roadblock or I'm stuck in the mud. But as successful entrepreneurs, we know that you get into those quicksand moments once in a while and you have to push through it. So maybe you could talk sort of motivationally to the entrepreneurs yeah. watching the show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, it's so funny you say that because before today, I was thinking about the, the very beginnings of, of what, you know, volume was all about. And what I can tell you as a young entrepreneur, uh, it is scary. I, I, was, I've been, I was in the corporate world for 25 years. So I was getting a check every two weeks. I had dental and medical and <laughs> stock options and, and all those things. And I walked away from it to do this. And there are days that are tougher than others but there's no regrets. And the reason I don't have any regrets whatsoever is that I, I absolutely not only love what I do, but if you're passionate about it and you love it and you're excited about it to get up every day and work your tail off, you can be successful at anything you do. And for me, it was scary. It was really scary at first, but, uh, but I, I, I embraced that challenge and, and really found such a, a happiness and a joy in what I was doing. And I kind of lost that in the corporate world. I had really, especially at the end, it was, it, was, it was more of a job and it was very difficult to get up and go to work all the time. But now when I got out on my own, it just, it was a totally different vibe. It was so much happier. I was so excited and the rewards are so much greater. So the harder you work, and, and, and the smarter you work, you will find the rewards from, from a monetary standpoint, an emotional standpoint, an intellectual standpoint, be so much greater than what you've experienced doing anything else. So good luck, focus on it, stay focused every day and uh, stay true to yourself and I guarantee you, you'll be successful. Browning, that is most awesome. Great advice for our young entrepreneurs. And before we go, Prior to the show, we were talking about a few things, and I noticed over your left shoulder a Pac-Man 
uh, game, an old Pac-Man video arcade game. Super cool. I wish I had it in my house. It's a real treasure. And uh, you told me a really great story. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can push it a little bit over. So yeah, push it over a little bit during the interview. This will be a first. You're going to see a Pac-Man video right. arcade game. Let's see what we've got, Brownie. All right, there you, you got go. It. There you go. And okay, it's so, a great game, and I have to ask you about it uh, because it's just a great story that you told me, and I want you to share that story because it's really beautiful. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's actually Galaga. It's Pac-Man Galaga. Do you remember the old Galaga? Okay. So uh, – I when I when I met my wife, we were very young. She was 21. I was, and we've been married now 26 years. So I don't want to date myself, but uh, we would have these grudge matches with beers, and we'd be out at the bar and we'd be having this good time. And she always said that she beat me, and I always like tell the kids, I'm like, no, she never beat me. And so she was like, I'm done with this. And one of my anniversaries, I think it was our 23rd, I come into my office, and this is sitting right there. And she's on the, you know, she's sitting on the, um, the, the bar still going, let's go. And uh, it just made me, it made me die. It was so amazing that she, uh, she thought of that and remembered that as, as, uh, as something. And then, and then it showed up that day. It was just really cool. So I love it, Brownie. Well, listen, you're a people lover. You're an animal lover. You're a dog lover. You've got <laughs> wonderful uh, daughters and you take great care of your customers. It's really a real inspiration to talk to you and, and I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about volume. Uh, you're, you're a delight and a very inspirational entrepreneur. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it.